Welcome everybody to Radio Lab 201, the podcast from Benjamin Franklin High School. This is the fourth podcast in our series, and today I have an interesting, very interesting guest, Jessica Keister, Mrs. Keister, who is my colleague in arms because we share the same students over the school year. So welcome, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so I trapped Jessica because she is right across the hallway. Uh, right next to Mr. Staganov, uh, who's also been on this podcast. So I wanted to ask her today about the work that she does because the work that she does impacts me because when she finishes off with her students, they come so ready and prepared for my class in computers that I'm hoping it goes the other way around yes. too. <laughs> so she teaches consumer economics. I love that topic because before I joined education, one of the pet peeves most people had is they don't teach students how to manage their economics. And now I can very happily go and tell them, no, you're wrong. They do, and she does. So she takes on some interesting topics, and we're going to talk about that. So let me uh, ask her to introduce, what do you do? How do you approach consumer economics? Well, we do have a textbook that we use, so we cover various topics that all have to do with um, economics in one way or another. Um, but I probably would say that my, my favorite thing to teach the students is about budgeting and saving and hopefully staying out of debt. That's what I like. <laughs> oh, staying out of debt. And uh, these are junior high students, right? So they are junior high students. You're getting them to think about not being in debt this early sounds like a plan. Um, when you talk about budgeting, what what is on their mind? What do they think budgeting is? Well, it's pretty interesting because our students come to us and they have a good little background from their homes that usually their parents are pretty on top of things telling them, hey, you need to save your money. So they really, a lot of them do know how to save. Now I always have the kids that come in and they have no idea how to save and as soon as they get money they're going to just spend it right away. But I try to encourage them while they're young and they don't have to pay for a roof over their head or they don't have to pay for the clothes that they wear, they don't have to pay um, you know, for the food that they eat. They probably, any money that they make, they should be able to save at least half of that. And you know, especially now because they have everything taken care of right now. You know, when you're an adult, it's really hard to save at least 50% of, of the money that you make. But we also talk about making money because even though they're 12 and 13 years old, there are lots of things that they can do where they can actually earn money. And so we talk about how to save. You know, they have lots of aspirations. They, you know, when I ask them, what do they, what do they want to save for? They want to save for cars. They want to save for college. They want to save for missions. You know, they know what they want to save for. Um, and lots of times they already have a, you know, that, that prior knowledge of, you know, well, I need to save this much money. So that's a good thing. But I really try to hit home those other aspects of, of staying within a budget and saving in. So I don't get a chance to ask them what types of activity they do to make money because I guess it sounds like an odd question to ask in a computer class, but I could. But I'm just wondering, do you have students who actually run like a small business or babysitting or something like that? I have had lots of kids that have, have done different things over the years. Um, I had one student who actually 
he and his, it was either his friend or his brother, and what they would do is they would go around and they, they got a pressure washer from their parents, which is kind of a scary thing because you could really get hurt with a pressure washer, but they would go and clean out um, trash cans for their neighbors and they would charge so much per can, it would take them a couple of minutes a month. Of course, I have kids that do the lawn care and I always have the kids that babysit. Um, I try to encourage them. When my daughter was their age, she gave riding lessons and she'd make $20 an hour. That was a long time ago. And so I say, I always tell them, your parents invest in you to know how to do something like piano or soccer or horseback riding. Why can't you give lessons? I mean, one of my TAs did that a couple of years ago. She was giving piano lessons to 22 students. Almost every hour I always say, you leave the room better than you got it. And I bet you've heard that when you've gone camping too. So they, they're pretty good at that stuff. And that's actually plays into what we're doing now during this time of uh, pandemic and cleaning yes. and uh, sanitizing. Uh, I have never had anybody complain about the fact that they've got to finish off five minutes before class is done grab their bottles of sanitizer and clean vigorously the keyboards and the mouse and, yes. and also the tabletop and their chairs. And they seem like they're pretty happy to do it. So, so it's just amazing to watch sometimes after we set up the routine, all I have to do is, okay, I've got to stop the work, log off and and now let's sanitize and then you get one or two kids running off getting the bottles distributed. Oh, the they're so helpful. They want to do it. They want to help. I think we have great kids. So the responsible responsible behavior, you know, trickles down into other things and it's not just the economic side of it, I think. Absolutely. Uh, what else uh, do you talk about? I, you once told me you talked about the U.S. economy or something We like delve that. just a little bit. You know, they're going to cover a lot of that um, when, they, um, when they get into high school, but I'll describe them, you know, a, an economic system that would be well, most of them are mixed, right? In, in the world, we have mixed economies. But there are few, very few, traditional economies. And then there are command economies and market economies. But experts don't think that there's a true, one true command or one true, you know, market economy. They think, or traditional, really, anymore. There might be somewhere in a remote area on an island somewhere where they've lived the same way that they've lived for hundreds of years or even thousands of years, and that would be a traditional where they have their own monetary system, where they they make their own clothes, they make their own homes, you know, they, they trade with each other, you know, they work as a cohesive group. But most of them are mixed, but they can pick out, you know, if I say, well, you know, a command economy is more like economy where the government has all the say. You don't really get to choose your job. The government's going to tell you what to do. And um, and then I'll say um, a market economy is where you get to choose what you want to do, what you produce, how much you sell it for, where you're going to sell it, who you're going to sell it to. And the kids will always say, well, and I'll ask them, where would we have a command economy? And they always say that countries that are communist or socialist, mm -hmm. they always say that. And then I'll say, where would we be market? And they say, of course, America and Canada and, you know, any free world is going to be market, right? And so, but th but then I have to explain to them, we're still mixed. Even though in China is communist, they found out that because they've done better at free enterprise and people made more money and they've been um, more economically 
successful, they've opened those areas up so people can actually own their own businesses and, and do well, but they still have a lot of control, right? And so the same goes for market. Even though we live in America and we can start a business and we can make it as successful as we want to, we still have rules and regulations. The government's always going to have their say in it. We also talk about, talk about taxation. We're mm. big on taxation. Big so hot nope. topic. And, and even they, you know, they realize, oh my gosh, I do pay taxes even though I'm 12. You know, they're still going to pay taxes even now. So we do talk about how the government taxes things and, um, you know, whether that's a great thing or a not so great thing. I mean, really? we need they know we need taxes because we need to be able to go to school and we need roads and, you know, we need police and firemen and things like that. But, you know, we want national parks, but, you know, sometimes we might talk a little bit about government overreach too. Right. So this could uh, play nicely into history class, right? When we talk about taxation yes. and the, yes. uh, you know, the taxation and representation. We, and it'll cross over a lot. History and my class will actually cross over quite a bit. The kids will say, we learned about that in history. Or, and I think they say the same thing to their history teachers as well. We learned about that with Miss Keister. So. Cool. Uh, so now I want to also go into something else which you do, which is outside of this field. Uh, you talk to students about clubs, right? Especially about the uh, the junior high. What, what tell, tell us what you okay, do? Okay, so if a if a student is interested in in starting a club, in forming a club, and usually the clubs are um, they dissolve them at the end of the year, and then they need to reapply at the beginning of the school year. So or now or any time during the year, what they need to do if they're interested in having a club, they need to go down to the office and get a form. A club form fill it out they have to have a teacher sponsor and they have to have dates and times when they're going to meet for their club and it has to have some sort of educational value to it you know they can't just have a club where they I don't know make um, finger puppets or something I don't know they can't do that um, it has to unless they can say if they can prove that it's educational in some way or another and that uh, could unless be they can sell it and prove that they're doing the responsible budgeting yes exactly and so that needs to be turned into the office to mr hutman and once he approves it or doesn't approve it he will he will give that form back to me and then i'll inform the students whether their club was approved or not approved and what they need to do in order for it to be approved if it, there's any possible way what's the most unusual club you you you've been uh, i must tell the people who are listening to this that you've been here a long time a so long you've gone time. through so many generations of students. What's the most unusual club you've uh, had a we Well, we've had some, really, we've had lots of different clubs. Um, but I think one of the clubs that I thought was great is what we had a teacher whose wife had cancer, and the kids thought, well, we'll make a club and we'll sell things and, and, um, and then we'll give the money to them because they were you know, in need. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but some clubs, um, the, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, usually that club is huge. They have a great turnout and they always have great guests that come to speak to the kids. They really do a good job with that one. Um, so that's a really good club. There are quite a few though that I think are pretty interesting. What, uh, what grade level does uh, a typical club uh, begin in? They can, any grade level can do, you know, there could be a senior that comes up with a club. There have been writing clubs, book clubs, all kinds of clubs. You know, I, there's one club I'm really interested in. I don't want to stretch myself too thin because I'm now sponsoring the robotics club and a design group as well. <laughs> uh, but 
you know, there is one group that's uh, one activity that involves space and space uh, research. It's called higher orbits. Uh, I've been really interested in it for a long time, and then I know I heard Mr. Hartman has been talking about it because he's he's like yes. some senior he, mentor of some sort. He loves that stuff, higher I orbit. Think. And I just got an email today talking about you can also now form a higher orbits at home group. I guess it's for homeschoolers. And uh, it's becoming easier for students to get together and create experiments. Basically, they're experimenting okay. things for NASA so that you can then take these uh, ideas and experiments, especially food-related experiments of growing food in space and all of that, and oh. then collect the data and send it back to them. And uh, if your project is successful, I believe you can have your project or whatever you, you you grow or you produce or you make sent up to the International Space Station where you get the uh, astronauts to complete whatever you started and then they send the results back to you and it, it becomes owned by the school. Oh I'm thinking, gosh. wouldn't that be a nice fun long-term project? That's so awesome. I've, I've been trying to see that idea in students uh, in the last <laughs> few days they're telling them, hey, anybody's interested in space because we're doing a project that's called about the future of different technologies and a few of them have choosing future of robotics and future of space so i don't know if you can uh, plant that seed yeah i would love that i will try to okay for sure. so uh the other one you take care of or is you're, you're the uh you're the person around which the student council the junior high student council is formed so yes tell uh, people who are listening, especially parents who are listening who want their kids to be in student council, what do they do? They need to get a form because we are just starting out our student council year. So what they need to do is they need to pick up um, a, an information packet basically for me and it, they, that actually needs to be turned in as soon as possible tomorrow. Um, but um, all the information is on that for student council. The thing, junior high student council, we don't we don't have too many activities. We help out the end of the year's junior high party. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that this year. is a, is just a really fun activity, and we actually rent out the pool and Mesquite Groves Aquatic Center. The boosters do that for us. It's incredible that they are willing to do that for us and the student council will help with that they'll help um, they'll also help sell tickets for different things um, we might have a couple of fundraisers um, we'll try to help out the high school student council I ha do have a couple of my kiddos that are doing that this coming week to help them out with so some it sales. sounds like they're being groomed for leadership in the yes. uh, high school mm -hmm. Uh, yes, student council. because that is a regular class that right. they would take, an okay. elective class that they would okay. take. Well, that's interesting to know because I, I do try to occasionally talk students into running for office in student council, uh, but they have to campaign. Do they have to stand up and uh, give speeches? And all well, that? this year, because this is a nice little COVID-19 year, they actually would be filmed and we would show it during opening on Friday oh, of okay. next week. That's fine. So that would be great. So. Okay, so that sounds interesting, something to look forward to. Uh, but um, to get back to the budgeting idea, right? So this class uh, is quite a big topic. And very often I hear students who come to my class say that, 
uh, you know, what we learned there is so valuable and so interesting and so exciting. And usually you don't expect people to say that studying about money and man money management is exciting. So something you oh, do there nice. seems to make I it. I love that. Real. This brings us to an end of another podcast from Benjamin Franklin High School. This is your host, Angelo Fernando, signing off. Please join us for the next episode in a week's time. See you there.